0: Well, moving away from our gospel today, I'll just focus on our first reading from the Epistle to the Hebrews. And, uh, I thought, you know, in our handout here, we, we would just kind of go over. I find when I do funerals, this is a very, very common thing. I do funerals, and, um, I, everybody knows the Our Father, uh, and that's a good point. You know, you get, you get, Catholics coming in who maybe they haven't been in Mass for a long time and they're not practicing Catholics, but it's nice that they know they are Father. But it's becoming less and less the case that people know this traditional prayer for the dead. We say, eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and then I wait, and everybody goes, ah? And they don't know the, re- the response. And let perpetual light shine upon him. Oh, and let perpetual light shine upon him. So no, it's, uh, becoming more and more the case that no one knows that. And I think because we don't, uh, we don't, we're not praying for the dead. And that's a real problem. Um, if you were dead, you'd want someone to pray for you. Okay? You really would. Okay? So it's an act of, uh, you know, do unto your neighbors, you would have them do unto you. So on this day of Friday, it's a day of penance, we can think about these, these sorts of things. The importance of, um People who, when we when we die, oftentimes there's still penance that we have to do and, and we've got to kind of pay it off. And uh, so that's what basically purgatory is. And uh, we help um, uh, our brothers and sisters who are in that state when we pray for them. It's very, very important. And uh, this whole idea of, uh, we've heard the old-fashioned term a requiem mass. Requiem means um, rest. And uh, it's really, it kind of goes back to, a little bit what, what the epistle to the Hebrews is speaking about here. All right, so if you were to read this epistle in Latin, it would use that word requiem or different versions of the noun and the verb, requiescat and requiem and whatnot. And um, so this New Testament epistle in turn goes back to the Old Testament. And the Old Testament story is uh, the children of Israel being liberated um, from uh, slavery Uh, but they're still, they still got work to do before they reach the promised land. And that is uh, an allegory or a parable or can be read, you know, you know, as a, as a sign of us being liberated through baptism, but we're still not yet to the promised land, not to that land of perfect rest. Okay, we, so we got labor to do, we got to work, and we can't rest until, uh, we get there. Um, the Sabbath rest is, a very, is another powerful sort of way of understanding this kind of metaphor. I think of within the Orthodox Jewish uh, circles, uh, there's a great amount of labor that goes into preparing everything for the Sabbath. So there's a huge amount of work. First of all, you, you work six days, and then the seventh days, the rest, but you work, 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 especially Friday, you start going nuts. You know, so the, the women go really, really, work really, really hard on Friday to get everything totally lined up so that when the sun comes down Friday evening, we can kind of just sit back and relax and everything's all in place and there's no, you know, so it's a very, very, you know, big part of the Orthodox Jewish religion that, uh, you, you labor a lot, especially that last day, the Friday, you know. And so also that becomes a really good parable for us as well. You know, the, the, children of Israel, they were, they were, their passage was not, um, uh, so difficult until they actually got to the Holy Land and they had to enter into it and then they had to really fight. So the toughest thing amount is right at the end. And we know like if you do it in sports, you know, if you're running towards the race, you really want to give it your best right at the end. You don't want to start slacking off then, you know. So when you got only a 100 yards to go, that's when you really start running really, really quickly. So again, for us, you know, in our lives, we want to labor. We want to do live lives of, of prayer and penance. Uh, and then, uh, as our life advances, we want to turn up the notch all the more. So we don't want to sit back and relax and think like everything's good. okay and just going to coast into heaven. Okay, it's, that's not a good idea. You want to you want to give it your all towards the end. Um, and uh, we might, when we die, find that we still got more labor to do too. Okay, and uh, we're going to want others to be uh, helping us with that labor. I think of an image from uh, the great poet Dante. He has got the Inferno, the Purgatorio, and the Paradiso, and uh, so he goes through, he travels through Hell and Purgatory and Heaven. And in the Purgatory stage, there, it's a, there's it's a it's a seven story mountain. So there's this mountain. It's got seven levels, and there's all these different people that are doing different forms of penance on the mountain as they work, as they labor their way up to the top of the mountain. And in one scene. You got these guys carrying these really heavy stones and their bodies are almost crushed right to the ground. They're like, ah. so anyways, you got this image of purgatory of labor, okay. So the Sabbath rest is not until we enter into the fullness of the presence of God. And uh, that's what we mean when we say in our prayer at Luke's Perpetual luceate and let perpetual light shine upon him. So when we enter into uh, that perfect fullness of God's presence, No longer will we travel and labor with the light of faith, but we will have the light of God, the light of the immediate vision of God. God himself will illumine our minds and we'll see him directly with our, with our minds. And that's what we call the beatific vision. And that's where we're headed. And that's when we're going to, that's when we're going to rest. So, so let's visit, uh, you know, it's a very pious thing to visit uh, cemeteries. And when we see the RIP, I don't know if it's done that much anymore. I don't think RIP, <laughs> you don't see that on uh, tombstones anymore, but it stands for requiescat in pace, rest in peace. So it's a prayer. And so let's remember that whenever we we are passing by a, a cemetery, uh, you know, as a priest myself, I, those souls that are in the cemetery, they're laboring, I'm responsible for those souls. So we offer mass for them pray for them. Uh they're just as much my parishioners as you guys walking around on earth. And uh but they're our brothers and sisters and we need to really remember them and um uh romanticizing death is not it's not in anybody's interest like oh, if they're so you know, they're angels now and everything's okay. They're in peace. Well, uh we 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 rest. We we pray that they rest in peace. Uh we don't take it for granted. So it's important for us to to pray Um, and to be mindful of, of this, um,